up what up what up everybody uh welcome back to another one of our streams uh one of our last chat streams for uh, this week and uh we got a couple things on the agenda as you can see from the title that we're gonna be talking about um we're gonna talk about complex's new uh list that they put out that's been causing a bit of a stir about you know some of the top hip-hop media personalities out there and uh also the kind of this I don't know, this kind of burst of or explosion of AI rap, particularly AI rap that's sounding like some of, you know, hip hop's most renowned artists like Jay-Z, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem. We're going to kind of talk about that and then, uh, you know, hit some trailers and talk about a little bit of other things uh, going on in the culture. But before you get into all that, I want to let you guys know that we are running a um, Easter sale right now over on the website where you get 25% off everything in the shop. We just dropped a new tee today. Um, we have the new hoodie like last week or the week before that you guys seem to like. And uh, yeah, we've got more stuff coming. So if you're interested in getting a discount on any of the stuff we have in the shop, you should head over there today or this weekend because it expires on Monday and you get 25% off everything there but um without further ado i want to get into some trailers of course um it's been a couple weeks so we're gonna kind of hop around a bit and uh see what's out there let's go all right uh first trailer is for a movie called about my father and I believe it stars Robert De Niro. Let's check it out. My parents are inviting us to the summer place for the big 4th of July weekend. I can't leave my father. This is the first summer since we have to say goodbye to your dear mother. And you're going to leave me to burn his papas and eat the hot dogs alone. Why don't we just bring him? Nah, I don't think so. You hear this? Ladies. He's worried his immigrant father's going to make him look like some kind of goomba. Listen, if we're gonna do this, Dad, you gotta dial it down with the the the. What all the oh, this this? Well, what, what, what is this? Welcome to White Oak. Wow, this is. So he's basically like fully in his just old man actor phase, and he's just he's definitely kind of been like appearing more and more as just kind of like the old old father, old grandfather in some sort of role that is like, um, I guess, socially you know, out of place and is always kind of like a burden on the people around him. That's certainly been his role as of late. And it seems like he's doing pretty much almost any role they throw on him. I, I, I don't know. I remember him kind of having some tax problems back in the day. So maybe that's why. This is amazing. Hey, Ms. Levanzi, huh? It's called love and affection, then. Unlike you, when you met me at the delivery room, you chose to shake my hand. What else was I supposed to do? We just met. Only Sebastian, I don't know how you're gonna fit in. Wait, what did she do? Where's my team? Where's my team? Don't these people have jobs? They got their money in the stock market, not in mayonnaise jars buried in their backyard. I just hope nothing gets stolen this weekend because these people love to blame the immigrants. We'll give you the grand tour. This is Doug. He's learning to be a healer. Hello. What are you doing? Just serenading our pet. So it's basically just like a version of. Uh... I forget the name of the dad, but on uh, Meet the Parents and Meet the Fockers, he's basically like an even older version of that. That peacock. I love you. These people are strange. They have birds for pets. He's like family. 
peacocks are just a bunch of goddamn show-offs, if you ask me. I was nervous to bring you here, but I didn't know you were going to spend the whole time embarrassing me. How could you say that to your father? Here we go again. Everything I'm doing for you that I've ever done for you is for your own good. Hey, Dad, check it out. I could die. I'm trying to make sure that you don't make an ass out of yourself by trying to be somebody you're not. So this is literally just Meet the Pockers like 2.0. And was that um Durs from Workaholics? That's effing hilarious. That alone might make me want to watch this, but the rest of this is kind of eh. You fed him their pet peacock, and you thought I was crazy for worrying that you were going to make us look like some bad Italian stamp. You know, that's right. To help me get rid of the evidence. Why does it seem like you've done this before? Yeah, it looks... uh. It looks fairly mid, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I love Robert De Niro. I think he's gonna go down. Obviously, it's one of the greatest actors that we've ever had, but he hasn't been on the best of roles as of late. Um, it's quite a bit. So let's go to um, go to Joyride. Uh, you, you guys must be new to town, right? New to town, but not new to the country. We just moved from California. Oh, we just wondered uh, if, if you would mind if your, your daughter played with our daughter. Audrey, say hi. You want to play slide? Mm-hmm. Slides off limits to Ching Chongs. <gasps> Fuck you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was cool. Want to be best friends? Look at me, look at me, look at me now. Guess who's going back to the motherland? It's a big deal, going to your birth country. We used to talk about it all the time when we were little, remember? Grand adventure to find your birth mother. So proud of you. Surprise! Y'all calling me crazy. Be my translator in Beijing. Audrey, I got you. Cat lives there now. Your famous college roommate. You ready to lose to a celebrity? Dead Eye is coming, by the way. Dead Eye, your cousin? Hey, Audrey. Oh, hi. Hey. Dead Eye. Where did that come from? You know, I think I get it. I called the adoption agency and she lives in Haiching. Okay, will you guys come with me? Fuck yes, bitch. I love a grand adventure. Oh, hi. So nice to see an American. What do you do for work? Hmm? Hmm? It's the cops are doing a back check. Oh my god, you're a drug dealer? You're drug dealers now, bitches! What the fuck? Isn't that condom? We can't get caught with drugs in China. We'll get jailed for life. Crazy, gotta go crazy. Go crazy, crazy. I should never come to China. People are always thinking that I have this perfect life. I don't belong anywhere. If you do not know where you come from, how do you know who you are? Crazy, gotta go crazy. 
still find her. Our passports are in my suitcase that got stolen. You know who can bypass airport security? K-pop stars. Everyone remember their names? Sassy. Cutie. Lisa. Lisa, too. I don't believe these girls are serious. Girls, show them. Um, <laughs> what are we supposed to show? You're a fan of Cardi B, right? Yeah. Is she here? There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this Coke bags out? Yeah, but only seven, and I think I put in eight. Just push, pull. I mean, twist it. It's not a puppet, it's my asshole. I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. Uh, at first, I was skeptical. I was definitely skeptical, but I do like kind of the humor and what they had going on there. It definitely seems like kind of a kind of a spin on Hangover, but. Hangover wasn't the most original to begin with, so could be a good one. Not gonna lie. Um, let's go to hurt, you hurt my feelings. What kind of story were you thinking about, Hal? Something in a prison. Oh, all right. And uh, what about a prison interests you? Jail. For sure. Happy anniversary. We're so lucky. Yeah. So, Elliot tells me you're a writer. In your last one, it should have done better. There's lots of new voices. Refugees, cancer, murder, abuse. I'm an old voice. You're the best voice. Maybe if Dad hadn't just been verbally abusive, it would have been a bestseller. Don't say that. <sighs> your memoir is great. Your new book is great. How are you? Feeling a little off my game. The only reason she makes me a salad is because she wants me to lose weight, which is passive aggressive. No, I want you to be healthy. Doesn't can, matter. Can you shut hey. up and keep talking? Don, you want to intervene here? We can do this at home. Maybe Milani looks tired. I'm aging. What are you, nuts? Can you get Botox? Well, I just get a little bit right here. You know, I can still move my eyebrows. Watch, watch. It's so expressive. <laughs> We'll go sneak up on him. Can you say anything? No, I can't. It feels too late. Oh my god. Oh my god. I think I'm gonna throw up. Right where do I got? Right here? No, I don't think I can. I can't. If I did say that, you took it out of context. Are you gonna gaslight me now? been lying to me this whole time. I wasn't lying. I was encouraging. That's not true. You were lying to be encouraging. You know what? As an actor, Mark isn't always great. So the times when you don't think he's good, what do you say, Mom? You were so fantastic. Really? <gasps> Mom, you're always expecting the best from me. You're welcome. Just need to do something meaningful. What you do is, is kind of meaningful. To who? No one. This whole world is falling apart, and this is what's consuming you. Well, you're not helping. I love you. Oh, okay, well, then never mind. Uh, I don't know. I like Julie Louise Dreyfus a lot. Um, obviously, I think she's had some pretty iconic roles, and she's very funny. This one definitely seems a bit more dramatic, and... Not quite my speed, but um, I do trust A24, so I'm sure it's got some emotional, heart-gaining moments. Let's go to the next one. One day as a lion. 
pulled up on a horse. Well, is he still on the horse? He just went inside the place. Problem solved. Do what you gotta do and call me when it's done. Look, I don't want to hurt you. If you could just pay Polly the money that you owe him. Coffee? He's not staying. Yes, sir. Looks pretty dead. Is it done? I think I killed the cook. This is why I don't stand up for you. This, not good, Dom. Tomorrow, first thing, I want you to go and see that degenerate cowboy and straighten this out. Yeah, I only agreed to kill that guy, Walter, because my kid's in jail. I need the money to get him a lawyer. Welcome to the jungle. We're in this together now. You owe Polly Russo 100 grand. You got a week to come up with the bread. I got a lot of friends, law and otherwise. You boys are gonna forgive my death. You really want to take this road with me? You are welcome to find out, my friend. My son's detention hearing is in three days. I don't even have the lawyer yet. Who talks? Money talks. Yeah, right. Maybe we can help each other. My mom's, she's rich. Get me out of here. Your dad's working on it. Oh, great, that's supposed to make me feel better. I want you to find Jackie, and I want you to bring him to me directly. Hey, I'm supposed to be scared of you now because you got a gun? You are nothing but an errand boy. I'll bust you all right okay. now. All right, let me see it. Whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Can I put my clothes on first? Oh, God, he's a keeper. I will put up the money for your son. It seems like the right thing to do. There's no need for two minutes. He's ready to write you a check. This is very embarrassing. I'll find Jackie again. This time you're gonna whack him. Come on, Polly. Do I look like I'm joking to you? You gotta go take care of my kid. Bottom line is you made some very serious bets with me. You lost. I don't understand you, Mom. Because of dying or because your acting career didn't work out. Oh my God. This ain't me scared, boy. This is me pissed off. I don't know. Um, I like J.K. Simmons, obviously, a lot, but that's a weird-looking movie. It's got a decent cast and an okay-seeming story. Just something about it feels pretty low-budget, but also that could make it kind of a sleeper hit. Who knows? Um, go to the next one. Right Lane. <laughs> Actually, we did an interview with... Uh, the two actors and the director of this movie here. It's about um, kind of a romantic relationship in South London. And it got a lot of buzz on Sundance. So if you want to kind of learn more about it, perhaps this uh, trailer, head over to the website. Everything all right in there? Trying to have a private moment? My bad. It's not that private though. How you doing? Yeah, good. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Cool. It's Dom, right? I'm Yaz. That's me. Gonna meet my ex for the first time since the breakup. And you're still calling it the breakup? I thought we were fine. We were better than fine. We moved in together. We had Hamilton tickets. <laughs> it's a serious commitment. Right? So, what happened? She cheated on me with my best friend. 
You cheated on Tom with him. Oh, that hurts a little bit. I mean, I get it. The arms are nice, but why does she even talk about it? Are you just going to sit there and say that to me? Well, she said my arms are nice. Yeah. I went through the same sort of thing not too long ago. She was his life coach. Apparently, she opened his mind. I mean, her legs. All of her underwear looks like this. Seriously, you'd have to sew, like, 15 of these together to get the pants I'm wearing right now. The worst part, I left my favourite record at his place. Let's go find a record shop right now, and I'll buy you a new copy. But I don't want a new copy. I want my copy. Yeah. You must have changed the locks. Why am I to break in? Someone must have a key for Jules' gaff. I'll keep them chatting. You look for the key. Room for one more? <laughs> what the hell do you think you're uh, doing? No, I wasn't, um... Yes, yes. I just caught this boy going through your knicker yeah. drawer. What have you done? Sometimes you just got to see what happens. Just go where the breeze takes you. Are you sure you're down for this? Yeah. By the way, your man swiped me on Tinder like a week ago. I don't swipe you. Give me your phone. Or anybody. Now. Yeah, it looks like a... That definitely looks like a sleeper hit. Definitely like one that... It might not catch the biggest wave on the mainstream, but... It looks like it hits all the right notes and looks like definitely like a fun one. I, I, a lot of movies like rom-coms have recently been going the route of like two broken hearts coming back coming together and forming like a new relationship and this seems to add like another another layer for that but it it looks unique funny and uh i'm definitely down i'll kind of watch that one that looks fun next one stray effing okay i'm gonna bite his off i'm 100 percent in for this Today is going to be the best day ever. I love sunshine, I love butterflies, but more than anything, I love Doug. Hey! Shut the f*** up! <laughs> you know, this is actually a real movie. Like, this is a real-life movie. I had to check the date. I thought this might have been released on, on April Fool's, but this is a real movie with Will Ferrell Jamie Foxx and um, a guy, what is his name? I always forget his name, but he was in uh, Last Man on Earth or Last Man Standing, one of those, and it was hilarious. This, I can't believe this is real. Peace That's Doug, the best owner in the world. <laughs> We're playing this game called Fetch and Fetch. He drops me off really far away and drives home without me. When I bring the ball back, he says, that's how I know I won the game. Hey, honey, you ever been with an Afghan before? I don't think so, but thank you. Take it from me, kid. He left your ass. No, that can't be right. You are officially a straight. That would mean Doug doesn't love me. Poor little guy. I should probably talk to him. I am a therapy dog. Reg, you can learn how beautiful it can be when you're off the leash. This beer is making me dizzy. It's about to get real dizzy up in this. I'm having a great time. This right here. What you want, huh, Let's homie? Go. You little ass friend with the home permit. What did you just say? Hey, you I would hate for this to get violent. You were straight. You can do anything you want. I'm going back to Doug's. What? Man. And he needs to pay for what he did with the only thing he truly loves. I'm gonna bite his off. 
<laughs> Wait, did he just say my yeah, I, I'm still a little drunk. Yeah, what? <laughs> what? Yo, there's no way this is an action movie. Like, who approved this? How'd this get through? It's kind of like uh, when Sausage Party got made. Like, I couldn't believe that that is an actual real property that they're putting out in theaters to people. And this looks like a fever dream that somebody had and they're going with it. And I can't believe this is real. I said, I'm gonna bite his off. Oh, we gonna <laughs> up. You don't know me like that. Big day today. You ever humped anything before? I wouldn't say I've humped, per se. There you go, Red. I'm doing good. Tell it known you're his daddy. Hey, no, I'm your father. It's good to finally meet you. Reggie. Even under these strange circumstances. No, no, no. Reggie. We're completely lost, and my little puppy paw pads are really hurting right now. So how exactly could this get worse? We've got a to rip off. Y'all know me like that. What are those? Yo, whenever I hear those words together, it reminds me of one of the best Aquasine Hunger Force uh, episodes ever, where Carl gets his dick ripped off. So, if you don't know that one, go watch. It. Looks like food. Oh, uh, give me a sec. You look different. You look different too. How so? Is it my human hands? Yeah, I can't believe that's a movie. I that got greenlit by somebody as an actual studio. Huh. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one, Bob Sphere. Are you not curious what's going on out there? Everything is feeling a bit. Unbelievable. Ray, get out here, please. He's from the league. Um, what's his name? What is his name? Well, he's from the league. He was one of the funniest characters on the league too. That's hilarious. They actually got a, and they got what? Sterling Brown, like for an IFC film. They got a solid little cast. I'm doing some research. Oh, wow. This really is the end of the world. We're gonna die. There's goodness and change. What's going on with you? There's something else. <laughs> Looks weird as hell, but like I said, it's got a solid little cast. I'm surprised for an IFC film. Kind of almost reminds me of that movie um, Robert Pattinson did where he was in space. High life. It's weird as shit, and this looks equally as weird. Um, go to Elemental. I think it's a new Pixar movie. Meet the residents of Element City. Air usually has their head in the clouds. Oh, my new jacket. Earth 
can be a little seedy. <laughs> Nothing weird going on here. Uh, just a little pruning. Water is always getting into something. Oh. Oh. Is that a little sexual innuendo by, by Disney and Pixar? Okay, you dirty little dogs. Like, I know they're infamous for kind of sneaking that stuff in there, but that was blatant. Fire? As Nothing will be ever, ever be as blatant as Cat in the Hat, where Mike Myers literally says, you dirty little hoe. Like, <laughs> Ordered. We run a little hot. <laughs> this shop is dream of our family. Someday it'll all be yours. But we all live by one simple rule. Enemies cannot mix. That pipe squished me all out of shape. Dang. That's better. Oh. So you've never left Firetown? Sorry, buddy. Elements don't mix. Whoa. Hey! Plus, my dad would boil you alive. Why does anyone get to tell you what you can do in your life? Come on! Why do they even have these? Eh, who knows. a change in you. Water guy? You live here? It's my mom's place. We got two kids that are swimming around here somewhere. Orca! Follow! <laughs> I've been trying to fill my father's shoes, but I never once asked what I wanted to do. Try this! Dad, those are too hot. I love hot food. You see? He likes it. <laughs> Looks cute. Um, kind of more of like inside out. I think in this vibes, then let's say like up or Wally or anything like that. So Inside Out was a very beloved film by some and then not so much by others. I can't say I was like the biggest fan of it. I don't think it's been their best work and I don't think they've actually put out their best work in a while, but they've certainly been on like these films with like these deeper messages a lot lately instead of uh, more fun. But yeah. I'll see it probably just because it's Pixar, but doesn't look like it's gonna be one of their bangers for me. Let's go to um like three more. Go to Blue Beetle. Excuse me, Mr. Oh, that was... <laughs> they got a little Uzi right off the bat already in here. They're really trying to sell this movie. Reyes. You finished scraping the gum off that lounger or what? Uh, everything right now feels so out of reach. You always land on your feet, bro. You're high man. Man, we're gonna have much. <laughs> I just wanna rap. Jenny? I just wanna rap. Guard the hypers in your life, but do not open it. You went in to get a shops, and all you brought back was a hamburger? Okay, I don't think it's a burger. You haven't looked? What the hell is that? 
How did you get it to do that? I think he likes me. It's on your back! Get it off! Get it off! Roman. Who said that? It's okay, it's gonna be okay! Oh, it's oh. oh, Free entry systems ready. Wait, 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 no, no! This ain't what you want. This ain't what you want. This ain't what you want. Oh. What is going on? I just wanna run. It's called the Scarab. It's some kind of world-destroying weapon. It's designed to protect its host. Sometimes it does what you want, and sometimes it doesn't. I, I think I cut a bus in half? The Scarab chose you. I don't know about y'all, but there's just something about DC movies. I know it's from the older regime, but there's just something that feels infinitely just off with them i don't know if it's the visuals or the uh the tone or you know the look like i don't i don't know what it is but there's just something about dc properties like live action that just don't feel right i don't know if this is actual movie in theaters but it certainly feels like a straight to streaming straight to tv type adaptation for like supposedly one they're bigger characters that they're going to be introducing. So I, I, I don't know about this one. This one looks kind of like Shazam, like, and that's a bad thing. But it belongs to me. That low you feel for your family makes you weak. I just want to rock. The universe has sent you a gift, and you have to figure out what you're going to do with it. That's right. One, two, three, four, three, five. Whatever you can imagine, I can create. Let's party. Oh, yeah! Nice choice. I just want to It's like Batman stuff. Batman's a fascist. I just want to rap. In theaters. Wow. Filmed for IMAX. You could not have told me that this was filmed for IMAX. This looks almost spy kids level visuals like it's just i don't know like i said there's just something about dc films and properties and the way that they all look and this looks uh kind of let's go to Supermarket. let's go to hypnotic what do you see your daughter the park wasn't paying attention just for a second. Work? I think I'm ready for duty. Do you feel ready? I think it's the only thing keeping me sane. What's the call? I'm calling to report a bank robbery. Is this crime currently in progress? Today. See that guy on the bench? Do you have a lighter? That guy's up to something. It's very hot today. It's like a furnace. It's like a furnace. 
There's a safe deposit box. Is that the target? Box 23. That's Yo, what is this movie about? Like, I thought I was watching some kind of like cop, uh, thriller, something, but like superpowers. What the hell is going on? I know you called the tip in on the bank heist. Who the hell are you? What makes total strangers pull off an elaborate bank heist? Are you familiar with the concept of hypnotics? Hypnotics. Hypnotics have the ability to influence the brain, sound, voice. Need a light? Locking eyes. Hypnotics use them to make you see a version of the world that doesn't exist. Next. It's not you anymore. Dick, stop! I have to know everything. Why me? Why my daughter? You know what you're dealing with. What you're seeing isn't real! Deception shit going on. What the hell is bro? Hypnotics make everything that you see and do feel perfectly normal. That movie looks weird as shit. Like very anti-Ben Affleck type films that you would normally kind of expect them to be in. This looks weird. Like it looks kind of interesting, but also weird as F. Like it's almost like the Purple Man off um, Jessica Jones, but less cool. But um, Spider-Man is the Spider-Verse. My name is Miles Morales. I'm Brooklyn's one and only Spider-Man. And things are going great. Oh yeah, you were supposed to be here five. All right, whatever. Whatever? Wow. Whatever? So are you like a cow or a Dalmatian? I am the spot. <laughs> That's not funny. Don't, don't do that. Miles's grades are pretty good. A in AP Physics. That's my little man. And a B in Spanish. What? Ooh, okay. Miles. Are you Mira, that's what I'm I gotta go. All right, bye. He's lying to you. And I think you know it. Doesn't his dad know? I thought he told his dad at the end of the movie. Maybe not, but I thought he did. Stop danger. Miles. Want to get out of here? Oh, when? There's an elite crew with all the best spider people in it? Who's the new guy? This is unbelievable. This is the lobby. Miguel O'Hara. The whole thing was his idea. What's a guy gotta do to join this spider team? You can never be part of this. Don't even get me started on Doctor Strange and the little nerd back on Earth 1999-99. Come on, go easy on the kid. He had a terrible teacher. Peter. You have a baby? I have a baby. I'll take it from here. Miles, being Spider-Man is a sacrifice. 
You have a choice between saving one person and saving every world. Send me home. I can't do that. I can do both! Spider-Man, always! Not always. What about Uncle Ben? If not for Uncle Ben, most of us wouldn't be here. Can't stop me now! You can't run forever, kid! I can't lose one more friend. This isn't what we talked about! You knew? You had no idea what you're doing! Everyone keeps telling me how my story is supposed to go. Nah. I'm gonna do my own thing. Alright, that gave me chills. Like, Miles Morales, especially in the last one, absolutely slapped. One of the best Spider-Man uh, renditions, adaptations, I think they've ever put on film. And... This looks like it's hitting all those same levels as the first one and maybe even like elevating it. One thing is I don't really know who like the main kind of antagonist here. I don't think it's other Spider-Man, but who knows? All stations, stop Spider-Man. You? And then I looked at my uncle and Uh, let me guess. He died. That looks like a banger for sure. And I'm definitely going to be watching that one first week. Um, well, last one we're going to do called Extraction 2. I don't even know if I saw Extraction 1, but... Hey. Move. Kind of looks like pretty much generic action dribble from Netflix, but the Russo brothers are absolutely fire when it comes to action uh, sequences and films. And so far, the camera work and the action, like framing of all this, is is pretty goddamn dope. Shit. Like I said, bro. God. God damn. 
their action sequences are some of the best in all of film. And I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna have to go watch Extraction 1 tonight because this shit's looking fire right now. Alright, uh, yeah, that's it for our little trailer roundup for this week. They got some fire ones coming out, some that look kind of eh. And then overall, there's definitely some things to be looking forward to. Um, yeah, so next thing. One of the big things that we wanted to talk about here. Um, is uh, Complex's hip hop media list that they just released. Where they ranked um They ranked the most influential kind of figures and I guess interviewers, hosts, DJs, radio personalities, whatever you want to say, um, streamers all together, just kind of personalities in general that are kind of the most influential among hip hop and, you know, the culture and the community. And it's caused quite a bit of a stir, uh, as of course, always list, always do this and people always kind of get in their feels about where they're ranking. And if they're on the list, if they're not on the list, who's above them, who's below them. So like they know what they're doing. They, they, they do lists because they want to create kind of conversation and controversy because it always does and it never fails. And, and yeah, so it's an interesting conversation because with the explosion of podcasts and streams and everything, like there have been an endless amount of people and figures kind of running to a microphone or a camera to kind of speak about the culture, especially hip hop, because it is pop culture. Uh, I mean, basically at this point, it is basically pop culture. So a lot of people have been kind of running to these platforms to kind of speak and give their voice to and build a brand and the community and a following around. And some of them have gotten so big that they are almost as big as these artists that they're talking about, if not bigger. So it's definitely become like a lucrative, competitive, very full lane over the past, I want to say like five to 10 years. There's always been, you know, the traditional DJs and radio hosts and whatnot. But now with the kind of explosion of streaming and YouTube and podcasts, you've gotten like, you know, people from everywhere kind of coming up into the game from like, all these unseen uh, avenues. And you're also seeing like older artists kind of come back around and reinvent themselves and have like full on second careers and taking kind of the role of the people that they had issues with when they were younger. They are literally doing the exact same thing that they had issues with and kind of running with it. So it's been like a very interesting evolution and growth of this kind of lane over the past few years. So of course they, they ranked everybody. Um, as it says here, who has the most power in hip hop media from rappers, to radio, to YouTubers, to street streamers and everybody in between. This is their very first ranking of it. And it's their, uh, huh. 
Yeah, so, I mean... Trying to see how they... Um, Trying to see how they kind of ranked things. Um, all right. So they're not ranking platforms or shows, just people. Okay, so I guess they're going to separate because some shows have like groups of people or two people or three people like for the breakfast club there's traditionally been three people three hosts speaking about it and i guess they're going to separate the people on the shows themselves okay i don't know how that kind of works because some shows are so big that you can kind of replace people that are on there so i guess they're just going to keep updating it whatever um And it's only individual individuals who are public facing, so they won't include things like say cheese or the shade room. Okay. And they're not uh including people from the complex programming. I mean, I guess because of you know potential bias someone up, but it's also kind of like they are part of the culture, and if they are big in the culture, it's kind of hard to ignore. All right, so this is the criteria there, commentary and banter, star power of guests, consistency, power moments, and integrity of content. Uh, okay, so they, I guess they're trying to kind of preempt a lot of questions that people probably would have and do have about this list. And one of those is kind of how come legendary radio DJs are so far below like newbies and uh, Twitch streamers, because that is a fair question considering that Radio DJs are the blueprint for kind of talking about the culture and bringing on guests and pushing, you know, hip hop forward. And Trish streamers are just kind of just now trying to tap into that lane that they've basically owned for what three decades now. And their explanation is that this is only a ranking of the right now. So. They're not taking into consideration, I guess, or at least not very much legacy and longevity. Okay. All right, let's just hop right into it. Number 25, hip hop. Uh, what do they call this? Number 25 in the hip hop media power rankings and jazzy. So I've only seen like maybe one interview, or it's probably not even like an interview, just kind of a clip that she's done. I think she was interviewing J. Cole. Um, she's very young. It says here that she's only 12 years old. She's uh she's apparently interviewed the likes of Jay-Z, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and Nicki Minaj, and typically it's um I think it's been like after shows, at festivals, whatnot. I don't know who she plays to. I don't know who's getting her this kind of access, but she's, clearly she's around somebody or related to somebody that is kind of tapped into the industry because she, to be able to get at kind of these artists. 
And it doesn't hurt that you're a young 12 year old girl because it's just a cute thing to see. So like, it's kind of cheating, bro. I'm not going to lie. Like being 12 and being like, Hey, I want to interview is like far more, um, easy thing to do and easy, uh, easier thing for these artists to accept than some random guy, some random 30 year old guy asking to like interview. So kind of cheating, but she has kind of created a lane for herself. And while the question I did see kind of are pretty generic and whatnot, and it was just more cool for the fact that, you know, it's like this 10, 11 year old asking these questions, but we'll see how she is in the years to come. Um, as of right now, 25, uh, I mean, I guess if you would have to rank her, I'm not even sure I would even rank her at this point, but she does have quite a following on Instagram and YouTube. Nyla Simone, this is actually somebody that I've just now kind of gotten um, familiar with thanks to The Breakfast Club. Uh, she's been on there kind of providing her playlist, and I guess she is an actual DJ, and she does like, you know, clubs and parties and whatnot and she kind of is a voice and somebody that they look to for like what's new what's hot what's out there like what a traditional dj used to be 65k on angie again like she does cool playlists she does shows whatever um apparently she's a panelist on complex on the radar or no on rotation roundtable but again, she's certainly getting quite a buzz and she's becoming more prominent among like the media and like having more of a name recognition in hip hop. I don't know if she should be on this list as of right now. There's plenty of DJs that maybe not as hot now as they used to be, but name recognition wise, influence wise are just as big, if not bigger. This definitely feels kind of like a reach. Wade Galloway, 22, 23, is, I mean, I gotta say it. Pat Sway. 23, really? Like, Sway, in the morning. Like, nationally syndicated for the past two decades. One of the faces of MTV for all the early odds. Has some of the most viral iconic moments in hip hop that one included is um kind of crazy that they ranked him this low i mean he's coming from freestyle sessions one of the most iconic recognizable names and faces in hip hop yeah nah i'm not i'm not going to agree with that one that's entirely too low number 22 nardwar He definitely deserves to be on top 25 just because his longevity, his influence, his kind of unique position in music. But if we're specifically speaking about hip hop, I'm not sure. He has had some pretty cool, interesting, funny interviews, but for the most part, they're all kind of like shorter form, done for laughs, and great for clips. But if we're going to say like hip hop, personalities i think like he certainly kind of influenced some people this interviewing style and kind of like alt humor 
and some of his biggest clips and interviews and personalities definitely come from hip hop. I just don't know about like his influence overall within the culture. I don't think it's very much, if at all. But he does cover so much like wide ranging music that it's like, if we're just talking music personalities in general, sure. But hip hop, not sure about that one. Anthony Fantana, Melonhead, or the Neo Drop as some people know him. Um, he kind of set the blueprint for YouTube reviewers, for sure. Um, we definitely get some influence from him. We studied kind of how he does things and see how he kind of runs his community and, and whatnot, because he has this very unique brand and style that speaks to a community first kind of, um, you know, personality, not just a, um, reviewer or whatnot. Like he has a whole community based around him and his personality and his brand more so than just his reviews. I think at this point as a brand, he's probably almost bigger for his branding and his community than he is for like his reviews. His reviews always kind of create some buzz and Obviously he had the whole super power moment with Drake in the DMS and whatnot. And that was crazy to see. And he's also like got a lot of buzz for negative buzz, but buzz nonetheless for like his Kendrick and Kanye, um, reviews, particularly my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, which is an absolutely perfect album that he gave a six out of 10, which is insane. But it's certainly his brand. And I think he's like well-informed and he's well, like, He's very thoughtful when he puts like his thoughts out there and his and his views and his opinions. And he certainly has like I said has built his um following and I think his influence is only growing amongst hip hop more and more because of like the branding and the clips and everything else that comes with it. I think this is a I think this is a good position because I outside of the reviews, he does some interviews, but they don't really, you know, move the needle much in terms of like providing anything different or special or any other insight that he has from these artists. They're just cool little interviews, but outside of his views, it's just his branding. So, I mean, he definitely deserves to be here, even though he covers all types of music, he certainly deserves to be on this list. The desk at number 20, I'll be honest. I haven't kept up with her since complexes, uh, what, what was it called? State of the culture? What was that was? No, it was uh, Everyday Struggle um, with Joe Budden Academics, which basically just took the first take formula and brought hip hop, which is kind of a genius move because music is straight up barbershop talk that's been going on within the culture the culture forever um but i've only known her to be a moderator like i haven't really known her to voice much of her own opinion maybe that's because i don't like follow her and keep up with her but that also means to me that she hasn't really necessarily broken through on like a certain level um And while she has certainly had some iconic moments, most of them coming from the everyday struggle 
I just don't see like her influence as of this day right now. So I probably wouldn't put her that high. Adam 22, a very talk, much talked about, much controversial um, personality these days amongst hip hop and others and just people in general. I have mixed feelings about him because he certainly built a brand. There's no denying that that is was built upon hip hop, especially interviewing a lot of young up and coming SoundCloud rappers be, before anybody else would or could. Like a lot of people weren't touching these artists or even wanted to sit down with them because they were so kind of different from what we consider to be hip hop. So we kind of needed somebody in this lane to come in and be like, nah, these people are interesting. They have something to say. Let's hear what they have to say. And that's certainly what brought the attention to him, you know, interviewing XXX. And um, I don't know if he interviewed um, Takashi. But you have to interview like Trippy Red, King Vaughn, people like this before they like really blew up. So he in my opinion, certainly deserves to be on this list because he is no jumper and his name has become so synonymous and built upon hip hop that he is undoubtedly one of those biggest kind of platforms to this day. But I think that's quickly changing. Like there's a lot going on. If you haven't been following in, it's all falling apart. Uh, apparently he's no longer basically interviewing any rappers or hip hop people, which is again, one of those culture vulture type of accusations that is hard to shake when you do things like that. Like you literally built your platform off of the backs of people in the culture. And now you are kind of trying to avoid it and sidestep it and do something different, which is your prerogative, but it's also our prerogative to kind of call bullshit on it. And, and I'm not surprised that people are kind of turning on him because it's the way he kind of handled everything. I don't really have that much opinion about him outside of, you know, the tidbits that we do see about him um, popping up in the news and on Twitter. Uh, it's not a brand I ever really followed or kept up with, but from what I've seen, all the backlash seems very well deserved. 18 big boy. Um, again, another iconic, legendary, historic personality within hip hop and radio and DJs. And while I don't necessarily think he is um, quite as big or impactful as he used to be, for sure, I think what he's done for like 10, 15 years is undeniable. And to put him this low is kind of a joke. Brandon Jeans Jenkins, oh, the Rap Caviar podcast. Um, I don't really have much opinion because I don't think I've ever tapped through or watched or heard an entire clip from Rap Caviar. Um, Peter Rosenberg, another kind of controversial figure amongst hip hop. He also gets that kind of culture vulture label and accusations, but I don't necessarily think that's true. I do think he is a kind of a true um, connoisseur fan representative of the culture, whether you like it or not. And, you know, kind of his career speaks for itself. He's had numerous shows, numerous podcasts, numerous hosting jobs, countless interviews. But they are currently getting rushed by the Breakfast Club and uh, 
Charlemagne. So I can see why he's dropped down so low. Funk Flex. Again, if we're just going off of pure, you know, career, legacy, meaning to the culture, he's top five because some of the most legendary freestyles, rants, moments have come from him. And it shows Funk's bomb, Funk's bombs are a thing. Like, hey, how do you have a bomb sound become like so synonymous to you as a person and personality? Um, I don't think he's quite had as much influence and impact on this newer generation because I mean, quite frankly, most of the newer generation can't rap. So why would they go to Funk Flex's platform to spit when they can't spit in the first place? So I think that had a huge impact on kind of like his influence in the game because bars and lyricism songwriting certainly took a backseat to personality. And he is without a doubt one of the OGs who is lyrics first. So that's certainly hurt him. So if we're talking about end right now, I guess I can kind of agree with this. But if we're talking career-wise, legacy-wise, he's top five. Angela Yee. Um, I don't watch lip service, so I can't really speak on her impact outside of The Breakfast Club. And considering that she has left The Breakfast Club, I would have to drop her way low way much lower on this list just for the simple fact that we are not going to be um hearing from her nearly as much as we did which was an everyday kind of um thing and i don't really i haven't heard many people catching up or following angela Yee's new show on this channel and i think that's gonna hurt her significantly and i think that she should probably way lower on this list e bro Again, if we're just talking career and legacy and, and meanings to the culture, he would be top five. But he's one of those older DJs who really um, has had a hard time adjusting to this new generation. He is the definition of kind of an old head. He likes his music a certain way. He likes his rap a certain way. And this new generation is not that way. And they have not connected with them. And he has not connected with them either. So they have certainly been kind of a, not avoiding, but taking their biggest moments, their biggest kind of platforms or their biggest, like, you know, interviews to other platforms, notably the breakfast club. And because he's been so stubborn to kind of like adjust to the times and embrace different kinds of sounds and styles and personalities within hip hop, I think this has certainly dropped his impact and influence in the culture to a massive degree from where it was before. I mean, Angie is Angie. Again, she's one of those legacy acts whose name is so etched in the stones of hip hop, especially when it comes to journalism and interviews and radio hosts. I mean, just, just look at the infamous, you know, um, Daisy Ether reveal. Like, that was a moment in hip hop that I don't think anybody else will ever get in their careers or within the culture because that is a once in a lifetime type of moment um she's had no numerous ones like that and she's well respected well loved within the culture and her kind of ties to the industry are run really deep amongst every artist that you can think of and imagine but outside of like those early aughts late 90s she really hasn't had much i don't think impact within the culture itself people don't really look to her to see who's next who's hot 
who should we kind of check them for? They've went to other places. Jason Lee. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is he really hip hop? I think for the most part, it's mostly pop culture and gossip and tea. And while that is certainly a place amongst hip hop because it is pop culture, I don't think if we're speaking of hip hop as a culture, I don't really think his impact is very much. And I quite honestly wouldn't have put him on this list in the first place. Matt Hoffa at number 10 is just entirely too early. I think that he's rightfully has his name buzzing because he has had some great shows some great interviews, some great guests, and he's really built something special and he's really turned his career into something that I don't think I ever saw coming or a lot of people. And he has a unique perspective amongst, you know, music and the industry and these people in general because of how he was himself a part of it. And while I don't think it's quite as, you know, impactful or influential in terms of like other acts and other people falling in his footsteps, I do think he gets some like incredibly interesting um, stories and clips. DJ Black, quite honestly, is too low, and I hate to say it myself, considering I'm not, like, the biggest fan of him as a person in general, but it's hard to deny what his platform has done. He has provided some of the greatest interviews to have come out over the past, like, 10 to 15 years amongst people in hip-hop, and he's given, like, all these older legacy acts a place to come and really kind of tell their story unlike any other place. And he's basically the blueprint for kind of like this YouTube interview space, especially when it comes to like the culture. Nobody else has done it and built it quite like him. And he's got like an empire straight off of interviews. And like I said, you might not like him personally. A lot of people don't. And I'm kind of included on that list. You can't deny his influence. Like people run to his platform to talk about anything and everything his clips consistently go viral um people are consistently like referencing him number nine is entirely too low i hate to say it myself elliot wilson i mean again i'm kind of legacy act industry connected person who is very well connected amongst the industry and has access to the biggest artists out there and while he does have some kind of Decent interviews. I think for the most part, they're all fluff. Most of the interviews are just straight up industry fluff, softball questions, doesn't push back, doesn't dig too much, which makes it kind of like an okay watch, but nothing that I ever really hear people kind of running to or pointing to as like iconic moments and iconic like interviews within the culture so uh, if he's mainly an interview person at this point i don't really see how i can kind of rank that high when his interviews don't create that much buzz Koresha, this is very much a recency bias biasy on this list and clearly she has an audience and a buzz and whatnot but she's only been doing this for like <laughs> what 15 episodes if that 20 episodes however many she's got out um, she certainly has a unique lane within the industry and this hip hop media for sure. And she has a unique perspective compared to everybody else. I just don't necessarily think that she deserves to be this high. It's too early. It's way too early.
Kaisa not okay, this is kind of the first all Twitch streamer that we've um gotten on here. So basically this is kind of the new route. This is the new, I mean, I'm on Twitch myself. So this is kind of like the new, this is the new kind of breeding ground for the next generation of uh, hip hop influencers or journalists or whatever you want to say it, because I don't really think that they're going to be running to radio. Certainly not to magazines, certainly not to newspapers, not to the TV. So this is the new route and he's easily one of the biggest, um, biggest names and personalities within this lane, this live stream lane. And he certainly talks about music to a certain degree and has had some pretty big name guests within the industry on his streams. I just, I, I kind of just picture him more as a personality than like an actual, um, influencer or influential person within the culture, but I can see why he'd be ranked this high. Nori, love Nori, love Drink Champs for what it is. But if we're like speaking interviews, he has to be top five worst interviews with the size of the platform that he had. He's terrible. He's quite frankly a terrible interviewer, but it is kind of a genius idea on platform. Let's get these artists drunk and reminiscing and talking about the past when you mix kind of that nostalgia and reminiscing with liquor and in a friendly environment, you're going to get some great clips from it. And he certainly gets some great clips from, from all this because a lot of them quite frankly, can't handle alcohol. Gillian Wallow. Um, yeah, I'll rank them this high just for the simple fact that they really go in depth with their interviews and their kind of commentary about the culture. And they're very thoughtful, even more so than I would have ever imagined them to be when it comes to certain serious topics. So they can go from having these super serious conversations about things that are happening on the culture and uh, the streets or whatever. And then they can also get goofy and just joke and crack jokes and talk about anything. And that is a very difficult kind of balance to maintain within a kind of podcast or interview form and still have it flow naturally and normally. And they do an extremely good job with that. And there's a reason why their numbers are so crazy within the short amount of time that they've been out. So quite honestly, I'd probably have them top three at this moment. Charlemagne easily. I mean, come on. He's kind of the blueprint for a lot of these personalities coming out academics in particular he is a little charlemagne for sure um he kind of made it okay and cool for like these non um thugged out street dudes to kind of talk about the culture and kind of involve themselves in the culture because even when you talk about like funk flex and ebro and all of them they still kind of have a persona as being from that life or at least adjacent to that life that they could kind of speak about it. But he is a true kind of big J journalist when it comes to hip hop. And he, like I said, he made it okay for them, for anybody to kind of hop into that lane and be themselves. And I have to be 
portraying an image to kind of speak about these things or speak on these things or speak to these people about the situations. And quite frankly, I don't think there's any other platform out there that's had more viral moments than Breakfast Club over the past five to 10 years. So number three is probably too low for me. I'd probably put it by number two. Academics, like I said, a little Charlemagne for sure. Um, personal feelings and complaints aside, it's undeniable his influence that he's had within the culture. People run to him to about just about everything. Whenever there's like some kind of beef controversy or news, he always certainly seems to find himself in the middle of it somehow, some way. And yeah, Mao, he might have built his kind of platform off of basically promoting and pushing uh, violence among like these black teenagers in hip hop and hip hop, not really truly hip hop artists, but in hip hop. And he really built his whole platform off that to start with. I think he has done a fairly good job of kind of getting away from that. And I, I don't love most of his opinions. It is undeniable that his opinions do seem to carry weight among the culture these days. Again, like much like kind of Matt Hoffa, an act who I never saw kind of becoming the thing that he is today, which is this well-respected voice within hip hop. He's always kind of been the punching bag, especially when it comes to rap. A lot of that being self-inflicted, but he has certainly kind of took all the jokes and all the whatever that's been thrown his way over there and and flipped it into something that's easily one of the biggest platforms among hip hop these days. Uh, I think his opinions and his voice really travel and carry amongst the industry and amongst artists and amongst fans. And he has built like his own little community around himself that's quite honestly, probably bigger than a fan base that he's ever been able to build as, you know, a musician. So like the fact that he's been able to transform himself into this and kind of create a blueprint for other artists to follow, which a lot have certainly been trying to follow. It's undeniable that his influence is, is massive. Would I put him at number one? Probably no. I'd probably flip him in academics, but he's certainly top three at the moment. So, I mean, the list wasn't that bad. Um, there's some people that I for sure probably wouldn't have put on there. There's some people that will shift around and I probably put a little bit more emphasis on legacy because I think it does matter that to have like 20, 30 years within industry and to have like basically laid the groundwork and the blueprint for all of these new um, acts and personalities popping up to kind of follow. But Overall, wasn't that bad. Was not that bad. All right. Um, last thing I wanted to talk about. Some AI rap that is uh, kind of. I don't know if it's popping up for the first time, but it's certainly. Um, creating quite a buzz because quite frankly, they've. Uh, you know, obviously with the explosion of like chat GPT and all these other artificial intelligence kind of platforms and uh, machines or however you want to say it, 
they've been able to do some incredible things with it. And this has raised a lot of concerns, especially with like when it turns up deep fakes and vocal and uh, imitation, uh, facial imitation, anything in between uh, creativity or originality. Like it's just crazy. Like uh, raise a lot of opinions and conversations and questions about the ethics of AI and its impact on creativity and culture and art. And hip hop has, for the most part, largely avoided it because hip hop is, I think, when it comes to music, one of the most original um, kind of forms of writing when it's truly an artist doing it because it's not a group thing. It is supposed to be a personal experience of you writing your own lyrics, speaking about your own experience, speaking about your life, speaking about your own perspective. It's supposed to be your pen, your lyrics, your songwriting. While there's clearly been ghostwriting going on in hip hop, and that's not always the case, that is how it's supposed to be. So to have like AI come along that can kind of emulate how somebody would write, how somebody would rap, creates a, a lot of concerns for a lot of, um, people within the industry and rightfully so because art because lyricism bars spitting is supposed to be an original thing that separates you from every other artist out there and um it's already been incredibly too easy for a lot of these artists to kind of hop into hip-hop because it costs absolutely nothing to create a beat out of you know free software like fruit loops um you don't even need to have like a ton of lyricism these days, but if you can, if you can get AI to kind of like, I don't know, to kind of sound and write like some of the best artists out there by kind of analyzing and interpolating all the past works and lyrics that they put out before, it's kind of scary, especially as somebody who takes pride in your craft. It's kind of scary. So I kind of see the concern. But let's kind of um, kind of dive into this and see see some of these news and what people are saying about it and whatnot. So an AI Jay-Z verse that has been circulating online has sparked concern from Ninth Wonder, Young Guru, and DJ Clark Kent. I'm Asia Sky for Hip Hop DX, and check this out. An AI-generated Jay-Z verse that has gone viral has sparked concern from Young Guru, Ninth Wonder, and DJ Clark Kent, with Guru even calling for the government to intervene. Hov's esteemed engineer shared the digitally generated vocals on his Instagram page on Friday, March 31st, which sound almost indistinguishable from the real Jay-Z. That was enough for Guru to sound the alarm bells for where AI is heading. Uh, yeah. You tell the young they can never become what they aspire to. Born in a cell with no one who can inspire you. Your highs are as never as high as those lie to you. Pretending that they live in the sky, lying behind you. Rude. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. If, if you just play that for me and you're like, yo, I got this lost Jay-Z verse with Q-tip on it, I would believe you. Like I would have, it'd be very hard for me to like distinguish that that's not Jay-Z or Q-tip. Shooting hoes up at your ceiling, trying to find the proof, trying to fight the feeling, the truth. Tied up like the noose they've been concealing. 
dipped in diamonds, so do you find it appealing? Time for dealing, despite y'all dealing, we are the savages, the natives who fight the appeal of all your lavish. Just to brave who find what is real and call it as it is. And use a mind and wheel to escape the laws of averages. To be rich and broke, could it be broke and rich? You see, it all gets flipped by those who master this. Who give a whole new meaning to what you mastered? In his post, he wrote, I've been trying to tell everyone that this is where we are now with AI. For some reason, this one got everyone's attention. So what do we do? On one hand, I'm well aware that you can't stop technology. Once the genie is out of the box, you can't put him back in. On the other hand, we have to protect the rights of the artist. Not only artists, but everyone in society. People should not be able to take your name, image, and likeness without permission. We have to add the voice to this law. We have to learn from past mistakes. You will be a fool to chase every person that is going to do this. We learned that lesson with Napster. The only way I see to deal with it is to change the law. There are so many different options. We could change the United States law tomorrow, but the internet is worldwide. What a time we live in. Ninth Wonder and DJ Clark Kent echoed Guru's sentiments in the comments section, with Ninth Wonder saying, my God, and with DJ Clark Kent saying, this is terrible. Others like High Tech, Peter Guns, My Son, Peter Rosenberg, and more also expressed discomfort at the idea of AI technology cloning rappers' voices. So what are your thoughts on what Young Guru said? I mean, I kind of get what he's saying. Like, like I said, as somebody who prides yourself in your songwriting and your voice and your personality and like you've crafted this, this icon, this iconic figure within hip hop for like, you know, 20, 30 plus years and to like <laughs> suddenly come wake up, wake up one day and have like some verse out there that sounds exactly fucking like you that you for sure did not, you know, pin. And to think that somebody could be out there selling, selling these verses, selling this likeness or using that as clout. Would kind of piss me off. I'm not gonna lie. It would, it would definitely piss me off. Like, but you can't keep out there just use anybody. But I think that's like a larger conversation about deep fake in general. Like, I don't really know how you would regulate that. Like, technology is technology, and it's already incredibly hard to kind of tell the difference between what is fake and what is real among video and photos and whatnot because technology has gotten so good these days. I don't, it, I really don't know how you kind of enforce something like that. Like what's to keep a young artist, up and coming artist, put out a mixtape or whatever to try to get some buzz, to take that risk and be like, yo, I got a J verse. I got a Kendrick verse. I got an M verse. And before, you know, you get around to even catching it or even hearing it, it's already got like a million streams. Oh, he's already buzzing. Oh, he's already like. You know, got those other things going. If I'm a young artist, that that might be a risk I'm worth taking. You can take the song down. I've already gotten everything I need up, and now my name is buzzing. Now you're talking about it. Now everybody else is talking about it. Like, I get it. That's some scary shit. Like, I don't know how you enforce it. I don't know how you kind of legalize or make this illegal or like put these regulations on it like that's a scary issue <laughs> certainly a scary issue and i think it's going to be like a big point of contention not only among music and rappers but among filmmakers among actors among you know i mean what's the what i'm just taking me further what's the what's to take what's to keep me from using a dead actor's voice and likeness 
in a film that I'm putting together because I want him to be in it. Like, not only are you kind of like tarnishing um, their legacy and their name because that's not their actual performance. You're stealing. I mean, you're you're taking from like their estate. You're you're using their likeness, like and and I don't know what laws and regulations there are already out there right now, but it seems like something that's damn near impossible to kind of like get a handle of. That's interesting. Let's definitely some other ones that I I think there was like a Kendrick verse. So Young Guru recently reacted to a fake Kendrick Lamar song made by AI Technology. I'm Asia Sky for Hip Hop DX and check this out. Young Guru has raised like something the rapper would make. This is my voice without the Kendrick Lamar AI voice filter and this is my voice with the Kendrick Lamar voice filter. Let it run DC. Let it run. <laughs> Wish I could go back to the beginning. Are they gonna go and fake a Kendrick? I don't know. They could never capture all my lessons. My just is simply heaven. In case you let get the message. Let him pray. Let him pray. Let him pray. Just let him pray. Let him pray. Bruh. I mean, at first, I was like, ah, it's not quite as good. It's still not quite as good as Jay-Z's verse, but if I'm not listening, like really, really like listening to, you know, the song or his delivery or his flow or whatever. I would be fooled to thinking this might actually be Kendrick Lamar. I don't know how you stop that. I really don't know how you stop this. Like, According to Goo, AI technology poses a whole host of problems, especially if it gets into the wrong hands. In his caption, he urged the powers that be to act fast and- I think there's Eminem one too. Oh, here we go. Like it's actually hit with a copyright. So Eminem AI cat rap creator is hit with a copyright strike over a popular YouTube video. Hey, what's up? I'm Adub, and check this out. Taking the Twitter on Sunday, April 2nd, the YouTuber posted a letter from the video streaming platform confirming the copyright strike filed by UMPG, which signed Eminem to a worldwide exclusive administration agreement back in 2007. Universal Music Group just decided to copyright strike my AI Eminem cat rap video. He tweeted alongside a screenshot of the strike message. Usually they just claim and monetize videos like this, but they really wanted AI Eminem to be taken down for some reason. The copyright strike against his channel may also subject him to account termination in the future. To prevent that from happening, please don't upload videos containing copyrighted content that you aren't allowed to use. YouTube relayed to him in its message. The AI Slim Shady's cat rap video has generated a lot of commentary since its debut, so much that it was even featured on a February episode of the popular HBO talk show Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Oliver, who included the video in his larger segment about artificial intelligence, expects- Nah, that. Let's go to um, John Oliver. 
And people have been using it and other AI products in all sorts of ways. Uh, one group used them to create Nothing Forever, a non-stop live-streaming parody of Seinfeld. And the YouTuber Grande used ChatGPT to generate lyrics answering the prompt, write an Eminem rap song about cats, with some stellar results. Cats, 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 always on the crowd. They're sneaky and sly with their eyes on the goal. They're the kings of the house, they rule with a pearl. Eminem loves cats, can't you tell from this first? They're independent, they do what they please, but they always come back when you have some teeth. They rub against your legs, they put in your ear. They're the best companions, they're always near. Meow, meow, meow. meow, meow, meow. They're the kings of the house. They're the show. They don't need a spouse. That's not bad, <laughs> right? From, they always come back when you have some cheese. I mean, it's not the worst, especially considering it's written by AI. But I mean, this example is clearly um, parody. And I, last time I checked, parody is protected by um, fair use. So I don't really understand how Universal could possibly try to sue them for this, other than Universal is just a giant bag of dicks in the first place. It's just like, that's clearly parody, and it happens all the time, and it happened before AI was a thing. Have you watched Mad TV or Saturday Night Live or anything? It's something that constantly occurs over and over again when you kind of mimic, imitate, and mock, to a certain degree, a famous artist. So I don't really understand how they can copyright claim this or how YouTube even can cite on them, other than, again, Universal is a giant big bag of dicks. That's the only reason that this should even happen, because can you copyright a voice? I don't really know if you can. I think like it would have to be like a very unique. Kind of unusual, unnatural voice or thing to copyright. So I don't really understand how you can even kind of claim on this. Because This example right here, I wouldn't be worried about. This is clearly parody. This is not like the other ones. Other examples with Jay Z and Kendrick and whatnot is like that is somebody seriously rapping, like seriously rapping. And again, what is to stop an up and coming artist who maybe doesn't have the best voice or wants to change his voice for whatever reason? We've done it with auto tune. Come on, T Pain made a whole career of it. What's to keep an artist? from making their voice sound exactly like Big, sound exactly like Pop, sound exactly like Jay, Nas, whoever. Now, I'm not saying their lyrics or songwriting are going to be as good because, quite frankly, they won't because that is an innate skill to those people. But having that kind of iconic voice and sound can do a lot for you as an artist, AKA Shine, AKA Gorilla Black. So if I'm an up and car artist who isn't that skilled or talented, like what is to keep me from really like using this full time as my voice when it comes to rapping and making music? And that raises some absolutely insane questions about copyright and what's legal and what's not and how do you regulate any of this? It's exciting, but also fucking scary at the same time. And again, music is by far not the only kind of industry going through this film, art, whatever. Like every industry is going to be affected by AI. 
And I think with all this deep fake stuff that's just popping up more and more and becoming better and better, we're going to be in for some wild fucking times, <laughs> to say the least. So I don't really know. That's um, some really interesting conversations that come from like AI and that are going to continue to come in some crazy use cases. Like I said, like, I think there's, there's instances and cases that will be coming that we can't even imagine right now, but I can definitely see somebody putting guest verse from Kendrick gets first from M gets first from J to push a single. And it's going to sound like them, or I can certainly see somebody just taking Big's voice and making a whole, trying to make a whole career of it because that is such an iconic voice that people loved in the first place. And to be like, yeah, this is mine now. Hmm. I don't know how you stop that. I really don't. But um, yeah, I don't really know what else I wanted to speak about. There was like, I guess one other person I did one situation I wanted to speak of was BTB Savage, but I don't really want to watch that entire video on the stream. Um, I think I'll save that for next week. We're going to be like next week and we're going to talk about this whole BTB Savage situation in hip hop and the state of the culture in general, because I think we need to have some serious conversations about what we want as a people and as a culture, because shit's getting out of hand. So I think that's it for this week's stream. Uh, we did some trailers. We talked about AI rap, talked about complexes, hip hop, uh, media list. And yeah, did some things we are going to continue to talk about next week. So definitely stay tuned. We'll be back Monday with um now spending stream. We're going to be talking about some latest music to come out. Um, I, I believe we might be speaking about Daniel Caesar and Ray Shremer. Not sure yet, but there's certainly some projects that we talk about. So definitely stay tuned there. Um, we do have the Easter sale going on this weekend. With two new items in the shop. Well, three new tees actually, and a hoodie. So definitely head on over there if you want any of our gear. It's on sale. All weekend. And uh yeah. We'll be back uh next week with another stream starting Monday with now spending and then later on the week with another less chat. But other than that, man, thanks you guys for tuning in. Keep living life fearless. Peace.